Hey friend, I'm super excited to share today's episode with you. This is my interview with the lovely Courtney from FormFit. Courtney is a fellow fitness pro. She started her career as a teacher like myself and she's now a fellow fitness pro. Courtney is a mum, she is a movement specialist and a health coach whose passion is to help mums feel good about themselves whilst making small changes every day to help live a healthier, more movement and exercise rich life whilst ensuring they don't deal with the aches and pains in the process. I absolutely love chatting with Courtney. She gave some great tips and advice about how you can get movement into your everyday without it having to take over your life. We had such a great chat. I know you are going to love this episode. Now, before we jump in, I just want to remind you that you can still snag your spot in the weight loss framework. The link is in the show notes. This is for you if you are looking to get clarity on your weight loss or a health and fitness goal, but you don't know how to put that goal into daily action steps, or perhaps you're struggling to find the time for your health and fitness goals. The weight loss framework is going to show you that exactly. I'm going to teach you how to get clarity on your goal. I'm going to show you how to take daily action steps to help you reach that goal and I'm also going to show you how you can cycle sync your nutrition and fitness so that you can lose weight sustainably. The link to the weight loss framework is in the show notes and the added bonus of this course is not only do you get lifetime access of the course but you get me, a personal trainer in your pocket every week. We are gonna be meeting as a group on Zoom and I'm gonna be there to answer any questions that you might have. You're gonna be able to meet some other like-minded women, find yourself an accountability partner because we know how important accountability is when we are on a weight loss or a health and fitness journey. So I'm really excited to see your transformation. The link to everything is in the show notes. And of course, my email is always open to you if you have any questions. Anyway, I am super excited for today's episode. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Thank you so much for joining me. I love having guests on this show and it is so fun. I love the power of podcasting, how we can connect with people who are miles and miles away from us in completely different time zones and completely different parts of the world. But we have so much in common. So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to get you just to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are now. 
Thank you, SJ. I am excited to be here as well. I am a personal trainer. I have been in the fitness industry for the past 15 years. I was a teacher prior to this point, and I wanted to be able to stay at home with my son when he was born and just came across this franchise. It was a stroller fitness franchise at the time, came across it, applied, got it. And then that led me down the road of fitness. While I was working with these in this fitness franchise, I started to see lots of aches and pains that they were dealing with, just really started getting interested in posture. I started, once I started looking everything up, I realized that there were, had a lot to do with posture and how moms were moving. And that led me to a certification in corrective exercise and learning more about all of that. And that kind of led me on my path to where I am now, which is um, I own my own business now. It's Form Fit. It is for busy moms, helping them move more throughout the day because movement is key to better posture. And then also helping provide them tips on posture as well. Wow. I love it. And it's funny, isn't it? We've had similar journeys in terms of how we went from teaching into... (laughs) the fitness world so that we could be around our children more but what I really love about the work that you do Courtney and I forgot to like introduce your name in this part of the the audio but um we I really love the fact that you're really focused on form because I mean how many times do we go into the gym and we see people that have just kind of like let loose really aren't they of you know there you go we'll give you a short intro show you how to press the right buttons on the cardio machines and there's a rack of dumbbells over there and go and have some fun with it and unfortunately (laughs) like this is where I think where people you know they injure themselves because they don't know what they're doing. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Lots of injuries occur because people don't know what they're doing. And it's discouraging because um, there are lots of little things that we could do tweaks that we could make that would make our workouts more effective if we were doing them properly. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly for women as well, isn't it? For mums, after you've had I mean, I, I know I was working out whilst I was pregnant, but once I'd had Chloe, like my body felt totally different from, you know, whilst from pregnancy and pre-pregnancy and, you know, just knowing sort of an understanding what's going on with your body better so that you can tweak and adapt the exercises. And I love that your I love the title of your business form fit because it really yeah. is emphasizing like the form and how important that is. Yes, yes, definitely. We are fellow fitness pros and we've had a really similar journey. And I don't know about you, but one of the biggest objections I always hear when I'm working with my clients is they don't have enough time, which is why I talk so much about productivity on this podcast, because it's so important if we're on a health and fitness journey to try to prioritize health and fitness. And that means we've got to make the time for it and giving up maybe certain things. Now, I'm sure you hear from your clients, I don't have enough time. So how can you, what suggestions could you give a mama who is trying to maybe move more in their everyday life? Okay. Well, I myself did not have a lot of time in the beginning, and I think I ended up running myself ragged. So I have learned along the way what I need to do to help with that. Years ago, I was running my fitness business. I was also um, on the franchise advisory board for the 
company and was helping all new franchises coming in, I was coaching them. I was also raising three children and trying to also, <laughs> yeah, they were like five, three and a newborn at the time. Um, and just trying to do everything. And I was trying to please the franchise, um, the person who owned the company. I was, you know, trying to get, um, you know, like, so they would notice me. I was working my own business and I had seven locate or I'm sorry, five locations at the time. I had seven trainers working under me and I thought that I could do everything. And it was before I started learning about, you know, outsourcing or, and that wasn't even really popular because this was probably 10 years ago. So it wasn't as common as it is now with virtual assistants and things like that. And I thought that I had to do everything on my own. And then I also was one who, it, you know, this was my baby, which I'm sure you've heard a lot. Um, this is my baby. So I'm not going to give that up to any of my trainers, even though they were amazing and could have handled so much more to help me out. I thought I had to do it all. And that led me down the road of adrenal fatigue. So I just was just kind of wore myself out. So I have learned along the way how I need to go about things to make it to where I have more time. And a lot of my things that I focus on is where your habit stacking, where you're trying to find movements in your every day that follow along what you're normally doing. So yes, I do promote exercise and working out, but I also want to make sure that we're moving through our everyday life on a regular basis, because I feel like that helps us, especially for the moms who have no time to just find these little snippets. It doesn't have to be an hour long workout. We can do things in little snippets of time, five minutes here, five minutes there. And it's still, you can get a good workout in that period of time. And I love that you said about, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour. We we have this thing in our head don't we it's like right okay I've got to commit to an hour in the gym and I've got to go to this big boot camp and all of the rest of it and the reality is if you've had a baby that's been up all of the night you don't want to do that like that's no, the last no. thing that you want to be doing so I love that you were saying about like finding five minutes like you know I'm guessing things like popping your baby in the pram, for example. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Going for walk, like a quick walk. You don't have to go for a long walk, just a quick walk. Um, I also encourage moms. So breathing is a big part um, that I feel is overlooked for many moms. Um, we kind of take advantage of the breathe, breathing aspect, but it is imperative for us in regards to our pelvic floor to make sure that we are breathing properly. I will usually recommend moms like during the time that your coffee is brewing or your tea is um, heating up, take that time to practice some 360 breathing techniques um, where you're getting that full rib cage in it, like that jellyfish pattern. Um, then I'll usually recommend during dinner time, just having get down on the floor. My floor is tile in the kitchen. So get down on the floor and do some ab work during that time. Now, obviously if it's a brand new mom, I wouldn't recommend that just because of diastasis recti and things, depending on how they're healing from their, um, delivery, but for, moms who have gone further along will do planks and different things like five minutes, just quick exercises. And then I also run five minute workouts that I post on YouTube where it's just 
quick can you do it in five minutes because a lot of people like you said they don't have time or that's their excuse it's not that they really don't have time it's just that they don't want to make the time to do it so if i can tell them just do five minutes for me and i get them started usually once they hit the five minutes they get the endorphins hitting in and then they're willing to do i'll usually say okay you're going to do five minutes of this workout if you can go back and do it two more times you've got a 15 minute workout there so that's kind of what i do with my moms and then just anything that you can do in between um you know when you're in your bathroom brushing your teeth doing calf stretches. We, again, don't take advantage of these times. We think that, oh, we've got to stretch out by doing a yoga class, but there's little exercises you can do throughout the day that will make huge improvements to your overall body. If you just take the time, calf stretches would be my most important stretch of the day. And if you're doing that while you're brushing your teeth, then you've got two minutes right there, morning and evening that you've taken time to stretch out your calf. Oh, that's such good advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you're you welcome. mentioned your YouTube videos. I'll definitely make sure that I put those, the link to that in the show notes. Because okay. what a fab idea, isn't it? It's like if you can get through those first five minutes and the endorphins are and you're like, oh, okay, right. I can yeah, do this I, I now. Got, I got I'm, 10 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do 10 more minutes. It's not as bad as I thought it would. Yeah. And as you said, often it is an excuse. Time is an excuse. But it's actually is it a priority for us? You know, like, is, is that really one of those things that we want to be doing? Or would we rather just actually just sit down and watch a bit of Netflix instead? So Exactly, exactly. Or scroll, mindlessly scroll on our phone. You know, that there's little snippets of five minute time all throughout the day that we're just scrolling through our phone. And I do it too. I mean, it's. Yeah, absolutely. It's habit <laughs> so that we get into. <laughs> so you mentioned that when you started your business and you weren't outsourcing and you were sort of taking on all of this load and responsibility. And I can totally resonate with that because when you go from having a career and creating a business that really is your baby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's yeah. so important to you and you know being able to trust somebody else with it is, is quite a, a, a big thing and you mentioned about how you know perhaps you overcommitted and you know as a mum who has overcommitted and caused her own health problems what do you recommend you should do to maybe alleviate some of this stress I, I would really honestly um, look at outsourcing um, making sure that you have other people you can rely on um, for all aspects. So whether it's your business or where you're working, um, seeing if other people can help you with our children. I think many of us and myself included, we do not rely on our children enough to help us out. We feel like we have to do everything for them. Um, and you know, obviously when they're little, they might might be harder to do. But as they get a little bit older, I think a lot of times we can start to ask them to help us. And yes, I think the problem that we have as moms and women in business is we always think that it's going to take a lot of time up front to teach. But think of all the time it's going to save in the long run. If you could have your children helping with doing the laundry, I mean, that's not a task that is very involved. Um, maybe folding the clothes is, but, you know, doing little things like that, 
helping with making the meals, helping with making their own lunches and things like that, where they're getting involved and being young and doing that, you will be helping a lot, but you're setting them up for the years ahead to be able to do it on their own. So that's what we've got to think about is what can I do now that will help me in the long run? We need to stop looking at it. What's going to help me right now today and what is going to help me throughout the years to come to make life easier. I love that you said that because we've actually just introduced this. I wouldn't call it a chore chart. I've co- I was listening um, to a different podcast and they had this idea about like an entrepreneur responsibility program for your children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've just Chloe's four and a half and we're just sort of getting she's getting the idea the concept of money and she has Uh a money box and she likes to put her pennies in it so we've got some jobs that she can choose to do and she'll get some pennies for them but it's not you know we expect her now to clear her own plate and to put her clothes in the laundry basket because I mean let's be honest the kids are doing it at school their teachers aren't picking up behind them all the right exactly there's no reason there's no reason why they can't and I think as mums I don't know if you agree with this but we sort of feel like we've got to look after everybody and Mm -hmm. do everything for everybody and if we're not we're not being a good mom. Yeah. And I think we get into these habits where, oh, I'll just clean up after them or I'll just pick this up. It's just this one thing. But one thing turns into 15 things if we're not being cognizant of what we're doing. And so going back to the outsourcing as well, I'm guessing I I think you have trainers that work for you now. What was that process like? Oh, goodness. Okay. So, um, you know, honestly, it was me just looking into having someone interested. Many times what I do is for me, I like to have the moms who are in my classes and I'll reach out to them specifically and have them then in turn work for me because then I've already built up a relationship. So I haven't gone the route of doing interviews and things like that with people. Mine have been more people that I already know and am working with in some way. And then it's just creating systems, making sure that I have systems in place for every thing. And that is just as simple as um, writing down everything that I do. And like I have uh, one of my instructors, she now does my podcast editing as well. So just me putting down what do I do on a daily basis? Because if we don't know what we're doing, then it's hard to teach someone else to do what we're doing. So um, making sure that I have that system in place. The other thing that I like to do and this is a project management tool that I use with my instructors is Trello. Have you heard of Trello? So then I work with them through Trello. I've taught them the system and then it allows for me to be able to look at everything in one place and communicate to different people through that one location rather than having this person gets back to me on my phone. This person boxes me. This person emails me. This person, because there again, you're thinking that's more in the beginning. It doesn't seem like a lot, but as you start adding more onto your plate, then you're going in 15 different directions, finding things rather than just honing in and saying, this is the only place I'm going to be. And you need to make sure that you come there as well. 
I love that. I love that you mentioned that. I love that you mentioned Trello because there's so many different tools out there mm-hmm. now that we can use and Trello, Asana, just any kind of like workflow system like that. And right, you don't manage. need to have a business to use that either, could you? You can no, use it, it in your home. Yeah. And I actually started Trello just because it is a, I love making lists. And I had heard that it was a great list app. So I was like, oh, let me see this app. And I just started, you know, I'd make my grocery list there. I would make present ideas. So when I go see something online, ooh, I'd like that for my daughter one day, then I can attach a picture of it and keep it there for her, you know, restaurant ideas or going away to, um, on a vacation, I can start to save. And it's great because you can attach different web pages and, um, PDFs and things like that. So I had all of these lists, um, and it was very much about, uh, you know, just me personally in the beginning, it was my list creator. And then I happened to hear someone talk about using it as a project management system. And I already knew Trello. So I was like, oh my goodness. And that then led me into learning so much more about what it can do for me and be able to use it as well. Yeah. And get it out of your head. Cause that's half the problem, isn't it? We've got all of this stuff going on in our minds. Yes. And that, that is very, that bogs you down. You don't realize it, but it definitely does bog you down when you have to think about all the steps that you do. And I don't think we realize it. And that's one thing, like if you're hiring someone to help you in some way is making sure that you're writing everything down, get it out there because that will make it so much easier when you go to teach someone else. And you, like you said, you don't have to think about it anymore. It is just like a checkbox on your management system tool. We're definitely talking the same language, aren't we? <laughs> like workflow systems and just so that you can free up some time. And ultimately yeah. what we're trying to avoid as moms is this burnout because we're pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Some of it by our own doing, as we were mentioning earlier but you know we do take on the big responsibilities of what goes on in the home with our children and then we're in a generation now and and it's quite interesting really I my other half's a farmer my listeners will know but he's very much from a real old-fashioned background where his mum stayed at home and his dad was working on the farm and I've had to really work with him to kind of sort of change his his mindset of I don't want to stay at home all day and cook your dinner and clean up for you if that's okay. Um, I would like to run my own business, but I, like you, have found that where I'm trying to do all of the things, um, you know, you can easily reach this, reach burnout. And going back to the health and fitness things, as somebody who has struggled, you know, with overcommitting, are there any types or forms of exercise that you could recommend people to you know, incorporate into their daily life that could help with stress or burnout? So breathing, I would say if you can start there, that is one of the best things that you can do because it is not only going to help your posture, it's going to help your, um, if you have incontinence, like leaking when you're jumping, things like that with the pelvic floor, it will help with that. It will help with anxiety. Um, And we don't realize how important breathing is for all of our systems in our body. So 
it sounds like, oh, but that's not exercising, but it can do so much for you if you just start working on your breathing. That would be the first thing. Um, simple stretches, just and like I said, it doesn't have to be a yoga specific because I think some people get intimidated by that yoga. So it doesn't even have, it just has to be like, reach over to one side, have, have a sit on the floor, reach over to one side, reach over to the other side. The other thing, um, when I mentioned that I like to stack habits, we don't tend to think that our movement, we try to, we think of it as exercise, but movement is very important. So if we're thinking about ways that we can incorporate it into our daily life, just sit on the floor. You are doing so much for your hips if you sit on the floor. So getting out of that 90 degree sitting position in a chair, you bring your body all the way down to the floor. You move through different positions. The great thing about sitting on the floor is you will not be comfortable for long. <laughs> you will have to change your position. So you're taking your hips out of internal and external rotation. You're moving them around and that will help in the way of longevity. I like to think as a fitness as less about um, what we look like in the mirror and more about how can we use what we're doing in our everyday life to allow us to live a longer, healthier life from a movement standpoint, as we get older, we notice that a lot of people get like, I would say crickety, like they're, they, their hips don't move as much, their back, they're just really tight, but getting down on the floor will help with that. So that's not even an exercise. That's just moving through different ways. And then I would say like getting into a low squat as well. That's what I call like my money move. If I could do nothing else, just get down into a low squat where my butt is touching my heels. That as well is great for your hips. It helps you with your breathing to start to breathe into your back. What else does it help with ankle mobility so that it helps to stretch out the calves? Like I had mentioned earlier, it helps with everything. So you're getting that body into that low position that we don't tend to do here in the Western world as much. Great advice. Get down Thank on the floor. Like, you yeah. know, and particularly, I think maybe not so much with older children. You could probably tell me, but, you know, my four year old still wants me to sit on the floor and play dollies with her and, uh -huh. you know, get games with her and that sort of thing. And so you're kind of, you know, if you're doing that and you're sitting down and engaging with your children in their play in that kind of fashion, too. I mean, I guess you could maybe you could do it with older children. Do you think yours would be up for that still? I mean, my youngest, my youngest, she's 10. So, yes, I do things like that with her. Um, but my older ones, no, they're they're doing their own. Too cool thing for now. that now. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, even when they were little, we would do fun little things where we would just crawl around like a bear on the floor. So those are bear crawls. I mean, that's mm. an exercise. Mm. That's a workout yeah. that you that an exercise you would see in a workout program. Um, so we would do stuff like that, different things that are intended to appear fun for our kids is actually working us in regards to mobility and strength and things as well. So that's other stuff that I would recommend to yeah. just get on the floor and move around and see what feels 
right or different or, you know, that type of thing to create different ways of movement. Yeah, I love that. And it's so easy, isn't it, to sort of stay stuck in one position, particularly if you're maybe sat at a desk all day and just thinking about, you know, those kind of things. I mean, granted, your um, office colleagues might think you're a bit strange if you start crawling around (laughs) on the floor, but, you know, (laughs) maybe when you're at home. So yeah, thank I would you say, for that. That's such great advice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I would say like, if you're at a desk, there's different things that you can do as well. Um, you know, just stretching, reaching over, twisting. We don't do a lot of rotational work anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about driving in a car, I feel like any more, um, you have all these backup cameras where you never even have to move out of that one position that you're in, but just doing a little rotation. I mean, our bodies are meant to move like that. So I still for myself and then my children who are getting to the years of being able to drive, I'll say like, don't use your mirrors to tell you where everything is. You need to move your body because that's, that's an important skill, not a skill, but important movement that we need to have just rotating. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in, sitting in their cars with all the automatic gears and all of the cameras (laughs) are in everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's some really, really useful and, you know, proper strategic advice. So let's just sort of um, go back to this idea of like juggling because I talk a lot on the podcast about getting organized finding the time fitting in your fitness and many of the ladies that are listening to us right now are probably juggling some kind of business whether they're like they have a job or a job and a side hustle or something and I know you're a super busy lady as well so do you have any top tips for juggling like the business the fitness and a and the family. I know we touched on Trello earlier, but is there anything else that you might suggest? You know, just like I mentioned, outsourcing, getting other people involved in helping you, the Trello management system, and then just finding ways to habit stack. That's a big thing that I I love to make sure I'm doing is I look at what am I already doing in my everyday life and what can I add to that. So while my coffee's brewing, I'm breathing. While my laundry is going, I will um, listen to a podcast. I might do some little pumping, like a cardio style workout while I'm folding clothes, you know, finding things that you're already doing in your everyday life and then stacking something healthy into that as well. Those are what I like to do and have worked for me. So that's what I would recommend as well. Uh, I love that. And I really like the one that you said earlier about calf stretches while you're brushing your teeth. I am definitely going to be doing that one for sure. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because I mean, you do that morning and night. So that's a great time to be able to do that. And then even just while you're doing dishes, just kind of push away from the sink and kind of stretch into your back. I can't really it's a tabletop position. So you're just, uh, hands are pushing away from the sink and then you're dropping your head in between your hands to get a nice hamstring stretch. And it also gives you a back stretch. So these, all of these little things will help with your movement, help you to feel better. And when we feel better, we're able to do more. So those are the types of things that I would recommend. Oh, fantastic. Amazing advice. So I know the ladies listening are going to be thinking, oh my gosh, Courtney knows our stuff. She knows her form. She's going to show me some great things. Tell us a little bit about where they can find you. 
So I have a podcast, it's called Raising Healthy Humans, and I usually interview people and SJ will be on very soon. And then I also have on Thursdays, I do a quick movement snack. So you'll find little tips. They're usually between five and eight minutes where I'll provide you with something you can do today to help you get more movement into your everyday life. And it might be as little as just looking out your window, because when you're staring at a screen so long, your eyes, that's like keeping your arm up in a bicep curl, your eyes have to work really hard. So the more you can look out the window or go outside and look at something really far away, that allows your eye to relax. So little things like that, that can go a long way. Like I had mentioned before, helping you. I provide those every Thursday for um, women as well to be able to just do in their everyday life, little movement things that you can do. And then Mondays are interviews and working with other moms in the communities. Oh, well, thank you. And um, I will, of course, as always, put all the links in the show notes, link um, your podcast in the show notes, and also the YouTube videos that you mentioned, because I think they sound absolutely fantastic. So thank you again so much, Courtney, for your time and for sharing your like wealth of knowledge with us. I think we could talk forever and ever, but (laughs) I know there's, there's always a million podcasts we could, we could go into, but thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. How amazing is Courtney? I absolutely loved that interview with her. Don't forget to go and check out her podcast, Raising Healthy Humans. The links to all of her YouTube videos, all of the info that you need if you want to go and connect with her is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a review.